This is a public news service during newscast update June the 24th. The Supreme Court overturns Roe versus Wade. I'm Mike Clifford. The Supreme Court, in a 6-3 decision today, overturned Roe v. Wade, the landmark ruling that established the constitutional right to an abortion in the U.S. in 1973. That from CNBC. They report the court's controversial but expected ruling gives individual states the power to set their own abortion laws without concern of running afoul of Roe, which for nearly half a century permitted abortions during the first two trimesters of pregnancy. CNBC reports Justice Samuel Alito, as expected, wrote the majority opinion that tossed out Roe. Alito joined by the other five conservatives on the high court, including Chief Justice John Roberts. CNBC notes almost half the states expected to outlaw or severely restrict abortion as a result of the decision. The Empire State, where Governor Kathy Hochul approved a new law that requires schools to consider installing a silent panic alarm system. Approval of what's known as Alyssa's Law comes in the wake of several mass shootings, which have made many elected officials consider more strict gun safety and school safety laws. Andrew Pallotta, president of New York State United Teachers, believes this new provision in school safety plans will quell some of the anxiety students and teachers feel about whether they can be safe in the classroom. I think that we are in a position where we support anything that can make students feel safer and staff feel safer and the entire community feel that everything is being done to keep their schools as safe as possible. So this makes sense. The bill passed unanimously. I'm Edwin J. Vieira. And there's less than five months to go now until the November general election in which Pennsylvania voters will select a new governor and a U.S. senator. In the 2018 midterm elections, Pennsylvanians age 50 years and older made up 61 percent of all voters in the state. The AARP poll includes views about this year's political races, including the contest for governor, with Democrat Josh Shapiro and Republican Doug Mastriano. Attorney General Shapiro leads by three points overall against State Senator Mastriano. But for voters over 50, pollster Bob Ward says it's an even closer race. There's a one-point lead for Shapiro over Mastriano. And so 50-plus voters, due to their size, but also sort of the competitive nature of where the election is in the governor's race, will be impactful. Candidates need to to pay attention to what's important to these voters. In the Senate race, Democrat and Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman has a six percentage point lead over Republican TV personality Mehmet Oz. I'm Emily Scott. This is PNS. The Food and Drug Administration could soon ban the manufacturing and the sale of menthol cigarettes. It's a move advocates say could have a positive impact on health, particularly in black communities. Executive Director of the Northeast Ohio Black Health Coalition, Ivanka Hall, explains that menthol tobacco products have a cool, smooth taste, making them more appealing and easier to use, especially among new tobacco users. She adds they also have a mild anesthetic effect that suppresses coughing. Normally, when you are taking something into your lungs that should not be there, your body rejects it by coughing. Menthol allows you to take in the full poison of the tobacco by making sure that your body doesn't do what your body should do. Research shows nearly 85% of non-Hispanic black smokers use mentholated products, putting them at increased risk of smoking-related illnesses. Mary Sherman reporting. 
Meantime, black people in Illinois face entrenched barriers to home ownership, part of a decades-long legacy of racist housing known as redlining. Homeownership among black Americans fell to nearly 43 percent in 2020, according to the National Association of Realtors. That's about the same rate as in 1970, two years after the Federal Fair Housing Act was enacted. Kimberly Jones with Self-Help Credit Union says homeownership can help build generational wealth, but many black Americans can't purchase homes until later in life. So they're not actually able to start building wealth until much later in their lives in comparison to their white peers. And so they're not able to have that generational wealth and pass on that generational wealth. Jones says her organization aims to help potential homeowners through several methods, including working with folks with lower credit scores and providing down payment and closing cost assistance for people purchasing homes. This is Jonah Chester reporting. Finally, Eric Tadoff lets us know a report from leaders in Washington State lays out how the services of four dams on the Lower Snake River could be replaced. The draft report comes from Washington Governor Jay Inslee and Senator Patty Murray and finds it plausible to replace the dams and the services they provide, including to agriculture, transportation, and energy production. Aaron Ferris Olson is with the National Wildlife Federation, which favors removing the dams. The report itself is not surprising for many of us who have seen the Lower Snake River dams as being an opportunity for our Northwest future, that removing the dams is in fact possible and that it's really essential to avoid the extinction of salmon. The plan's estimated cost is between 10 and $27 billion. A rally this Saturday in Portland will call for dam removal to save salmon. Supporters of the dams include Washington State Republicans. This is Mike Clifford. Thank you for wrapping up your week with Public News Service. Member and listeners supported. We're heard on interesting radio stations, your favorite podcast platform, and find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.